Hello, and welcome to Franchise Surprise. The only podcast where... Wait, how does this podcast start? Oh, man, i Pull this rope. Going down! <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was the whole... You're doing the whole quote. I did the whole bit, yeah, because no one, no one jumped in for the other line. I'm sorry, she like, chose down. No, that's the wrong movie. I didn't. I didn't. Wa- I haven't seen this one as much as the others. Well, I was. Look, it wasn't just on you, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, I didn't jump in. Anyway, I'm. Nick- I knew it wasn't my turn. Nick usually goes yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I was going to say. I was just going to say my name. My name's Nick. Nick Lathan. <laughs> I'm Rip Camelucci. And I'm Peyton Lynch, and today we're covering The Great Muppet Caper. Yes, The Great Muppet Caper, uh, the first production from Lou Lord's uh, production company. Um, The Muppets, of course, last episode, last movie, signed a contract, and now this is the film they made after signing that contract. (laughs) Is that what's commonly the thing that's like, that's what this is supposed to be? Like is or or is well, that is the theory that I came? So yeah. something something that's really interesting about the the first three Muppet movies is that they have this like premise that they're everybody is still named Miss Piggy and Kermit and Gonzo and everything, but they're not actually themselves. They're playing a different a fictional version of themselves, like in, Jackie like, Chan each movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jackie always plays um, a guy named Jackie, and I think. I'm pretty sure that never comes back, like, post-Muppets Take Manhattan. Like, I think all the other ones are just, like, we're in the world of, like, A Christmas Carol or the Muppet Treasure Island or or for movies like Muppets in Space and the Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted, we're supposed to think, like, this is what's actually happening to the Muppets. They're not, like, playing themselves in a movie. So that's something, a really, like, interesting meta joke that they keep up for like these first three classic Muppet movies, which is really interesting and fun. Yeah, I feel like so the Muppet movie is the true story of how the Muppets became the Muppets, and then this is the yeah, this but it's is, also still but it's also still a fictional story of how they became the Muppets well, because here, in that movie, in that movie, Robin's like, "Is this how it really happened?" And Kermit's like, "Well, it's it's close. Like it's it's mostly how it happened." <laughs> Okay, so hold up. All right, now I'm getting confused. <laughs> You're melting his mind right now. It's the, 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 they, I'm they, just they, letting it wash over me. Yeah, they're they're meta and, as fuck before meta was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just I'm so that's the telling, and then I feel like Muppets Take Manhattan was like the glitzy Hollywood version, which they're like. That's too boring. We got to make a Broadway version of your origin story. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. And the Muppets are just meta in general. Like, yeah. that's something I love about the Muppets is that, like, they get to go on, like, daytime talk shows and get interviewed as real people without us seeing, like, the puppeteers. And, like, there'll be, there's, like, a spread for miss piggy and vogue where she wears all kinds of different designer clothes and like gets interviewed by vogue like that's just something that's always been a part of their brand that i think is so fun and that i'm glad has carried over from like when they first uh came out they uh they hosted uh, an episode of monday night raw one time (laughs) uh i gotta i gotta dig up some clips from that the only thing i remember concretely is 
Uh, it may or may not be canon that uh, Seamus, the, the, the Celtic warrior, and Beaker are uh, canonically related. <laughs> that tracks. Uh, well, before we get into the, to the, to the meat and potatoes of the movie... Uh, let's go over some. Let's go over some box office stuff. Yeah. Now, Nick, this... I love when you give us your bo. <laughs> <laughs> your box office. It's not mine. <laughs> it's the industries. It's it's the it's industry. show business. Uh, business so of this show? a business. Uh, this is a little overlap from the Indiana Jones. Uh, box office ranking because this movie came out um i think two weeks after raiders of the lost ark (laughs) so uh yeah because raiders or no raiders this came out three weeks after raiders i think but uh it came out june 26 1981 uh also i was thinking about today (laughs) i love our game of figuring out right what yeah what the fuck was that what are you talking about there's there's some sort of bubble in there, Rich's screen. There's like, yeah, a, that, had like a thumbs down bubble. Yeah, that sh- <laughs> that shit was happening the entire time. Uh, last episode, last time too. I thought really? you were doing it on purpose, Rich. Yeah, it's an iOS no. seven. It's an iOS seven. Are you using your iPhone as the camera? No. Oh well, I don't know, man. Because like I don't know. Because if you do like hand motions or whatever, it like does it too. Well, now I'm I don't know. Do this like an idiot. This is great <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to Fuck. interrupt. <laughs> Fucking with the Zoom. You didn't notice that last episode? Not at all. Oh man. <laughs> uh, you, one time it popped up, and I thought you were reacting to what I was saying, and I'm like, "Well, that's rude." But um, <laughs> I quickly that's realized. why I like made sure to stop so like y'all didn't think I was like being a dick. No, I, last episode I quickly realized it was just vol- involuntary. Like it just—it was something oh, that man. you didn't know about. That but anyway, me up. sorry. Yeah, this movie came out June twenty sixth, nineteen eighty one. And last episode we played a game in which we were like theatrical or streaming if it was to come out today. Oh, yeah. So I want to continue that. Uh, number one at the box office was Superman two. We can go ahead and theatrical. say theatrical. That was theatrical. Uh, number two. I love Superman too. What, what, rip. <laughs> well, now I'm in my settings, and I rip, don't what, know what's happening. Rip, rip, just flip. <laughs> that was weird. Anyway, <laughs> it's called the rip flip. Rip flip. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the rip flip. Uh, anyway, I may have to resurrect the Instagram just to post this video. Um, yeah, what was it going to say? Oh, yeah, number two at the box office was the Cannonball Run, which I really oh, don't know. I don't know that one. That would today. That's. That's a Netflix movie. It sounds like streaming. That is, yeah, yeah it that, sounds like Netflix. That is a Netflix movie. It's <laughs> like Burt so, Reynolds has like an overall deal with Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, that'd definitely be a Netflix movie. Uh number three, we got Razor Lost Art. That's definitely theatrical. Yeah. Theatrical. Uh number four, we have For Your Eyes Only. That is uh 
the James Bond movie I always forget about. That is definitely gonna, that's definitely theatrical. 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 Uh, number five, which by the way, this is the opening weekend for Your Eyes Only too, which I think is crazy. All, all uh, the from Your Eyes Only until number like four, five, six, and seven are all new releases. By the way. Damn. So number four is for your eyes only, the James Bond movie with Julian Glover that I always forget about. Um, he's the villain. Uh, anyway, as a Roger Moore one. Anyway, number five, uh, Stripes, starring Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. That is a Ooh. that is a Max movie for sure. Yeah. No, I think it's it's got like big enough set pieces. I think to be like released in theaters, like a Lost City was. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe like a limited. Yeah, I take maybe, that. maybe it's like out for a week. It's out for a week, it's, and then it goes on Max. It's at least no, no. it's like out for a month around like Valentine's Day or something like that. Well, not Stripes, but like that type of movie. I forget. I forget. I forget who we're talking about. We're talking about Stripes, which has Bill Murray. This this will go to Peacock. Yeah. This will be a Peacock movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Number six. A is day the and great- date release. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's what would happen. Uh, number six was the Great Muppet Caper, which is unfortunate. That we went from what was it yeah, number? So low. Yeah, we went from top ten of oh, nineteen seventy nine. We didn't get numbers. Oh, yeah. We just got it was in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Anyway, so Great Muppet Caper number six, uh, as we know now, now know that would straight up go to Disney Plus. Disney Plus number yeah. seven. We have Dragon Slayer, which. Um, I want to say that's a tax write-off. <laughs> that's at least a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, this next one is definitely a Hulu release. It would be History of the World Part 1. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then number nine. Well, yeah, we only have nine. And then number nine is Clash of the Titans, which I, I really, really don't know what oh. that one Man. Um, I think it might still be a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah, it's a you know, it's depending. A big yeah, effects, especially because it's a big effects. Heavy I feel like, epic. yeah, yeah. I feel like if it was made now, well, I mean, they made a remake yeah. of it, but if it was it made is, now, it would be like a starring name instead of because I think the I forget uh, what's his name Sam Worthington. Uh, yeah, n- no, Harry not, Hamlin? not from oh, the remake. Harry, yeah. Harry, Harry Hamlin. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like Harry Hamlin was an unknown. Like that was his first big thing. I think. I think that's at yeah. The time. That's definitely pre LA Law. So yeah. Yeah, but if it was made now, it would be like a big name, and it would probably be a major release. I think. With uh, starring Sam Worthington and. Um, yeah, right, so I right, love the original still though. That it sucks Avatar that it was. Wave. It was like a flop. I think. Yeah, it it, uh, it opened up. At least. It opened. I think Clash of the Titans opened up at like number like number four or something like that because the Winnipeg gets Raiders. That's the mm, thing. Yeah. History of the World Part One, Clash of the Titans, and Raiders all came out the same day. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid uh, top nine. We don't have a ten because yeah. uh, Box Office Mojo's data is still uh, you know iffy. I think the numbers was the same as well. Anyway, um, so the Great Muppet Caper opening weekend made two point seven million, uh, and then its total box office run it made thirty one point two million. Uh, no budget information, so we don't know. We don't know if that was a success or not. Obviously, since, they made it for free. Since you know, next they took <laughs> they took Manhattan. I guess it did pretty good. I guess they made, they did okay. Yeah, <laughs> if they were able to take Manhattan. Yeah. 
I love that uh, we got Muppets taking Man- both the Muppets and Jason have both taken Manhattan. That's uh, very funny to me. <laughs> now we need Muppets versus Jason. Oh my god. <laughs> Next oh my, phase. Oh my god, I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Who would be Jason? I, I, I doubt Jason would be a person. Um, Jason would definitely be a Muppet. Gosh, what, which Muppet? would he be I instinctively say animal anyway yeah oh, man. you can tell I'm low energy today because I saw Kills of the Flower Moon yesterday <laughs> and I was up till 11pm because I went to a 6.30 showing <laughs> oh gosh oh man they uh Alamo had to remind people to plan accordingly because they only validate parking for up to four hours oh lord that's so funny. That sucks. You'd think they'd make an exception or something. <laughs> Out of their hands. That's why we walk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, man. Freaking Martin Scorsese doesn't. He's like, we want people in the theater. Well, the, obviously, he doesn't care about the theater. Don't have an intermission. Got, anyway. Got my ass to the theater. Got my ass there, too. I'm fucking drained, man. I was, I was, okay. Eat a when banana. I should do that. When I got into the bed last night, my 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 legs were like, "What? We're like my legs were like stretched out on the bed, which they've been crumpled up most of the day because I was sitting behind a desk or in a fucking movie theater." They're like, my legs were like, "I don't know what's going on right now. Are you okay?" Like it was just my muscles are just a- acting up crazy. It was strange. Anyway, I've lost Peyton. You had negative steps yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I walk, man. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, who so, would play who in Killers of the Flower Moon, a Muppet version? Um, oh, Sam Eagle is definitely Bill Hale. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Done. That's it. That's all we gotta do. Honestly, like that's, <laughs> that's the joke. Oh, man. Uh, So, fun fact about this movie's opening credits. This is how I found out the director uh, is credited last. It's because they're commenting on everything. And that really... Yeah, yeah. So fun. By the way, do y'all know Uh, what... uh... And I love the... Go ahead, ahead, Peyton. What do you love? I I love the the animal MGM uh, spoof. Yeah. With the animal instead of a lion. Yeah, because Lou Lord was like, listen, I got access to this animal <laughs> might as well i gotta use them gotta use well he also had an axe to grind it was a real petty petty squabble between worldwide studios and uh and mgm, MGM. <laughs> lou lord and and samuel golden samuel mayor excuse me <laughs> sam oh, b mayor do y'all want to know what uh bsc stands for <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah. Because I wanted, because I wanted to answer Fozzie's question. Stands for uh, British Society of Cinematographers or Cinematography. This movie's so British. This movie's so British, this, obviously. Oh yeah. Is this movie technically uh, an international feature. I think so. I think so. Also, I, I'm going to turn my background off for a second so I can show you guys. Oh, how do I do it? Hmm. I've never used Zoom. <laughs> You've never used Zoom. Um, I have these McDonald's glasses from yeah. this movie. 
Wow. There's like the opening. How much lead is in the in that glass? <laughs> Too much. I just can't keep them in a cabinet. I don't use them. Uh, and then here's the when they're riding the the bus, the courtesy car. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> where'd you where'd you so get those? Well, they're so well done. I think I ordered them on like Etsy or yeah, you can find like them one on of those eBay. things. Yeah, I can. I can. From the bicycle scene. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if there's any Muppet glasses or any type of those type of like old McDonald's glasses that you would like, let yeah. me know. They are always at the flea market. And then this was with Miss Piggy going through this. Oh my god, window. that's amazing! That's the best one. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, I have some other ones that have like the Muppet babies on them, and it's they're like winter themes. So they're all like wearing winter coats and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, well, it's not the winter yet, so we can't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, Man, just wanted to show those off. I'm hanging in there. Um. <laughs> I will say that this, that every time I watch this movie, it's either, I, oh, I'm always trying to decide, like, which is my favorite Muppet movie, and, like, it's, all, it's between this one and, um, and Muppets Take Manhattan. I feel like Muppets Take Manhattan is, like, a favorite for me because, obviously, it's about them trying to become stars on Broadway and, like, actors and everything, but I love this one so much because... It's got like great music in it. Um, and it's really funny. And like, this is like, if you're, if Miss Piggy is your favorite Muppet and you're a Miss Piggy fan, like, this is her starring movie, like, where she's like the starring role of it. I feel like that's why, because I do not, I do not like this one as much as the others. This is, this is a yeah. lower ranking one for me, definitely. And, um, Cause uh, I I like Miss Piggy, but I'm not like I, I I'm good with Miss Piggy in like small doses. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like the Muppet movie was the right amount of Miss Piggy for me. Like yeah, that's, yeah. She wasn't in the whole movie, and that's how the yeah. I feel like that's how they usually use her too. Like she's usually someone that they bring in a little bit later in the movie because she is such a big personality. The, the, this is how Miss Piggy works. You have to be watching the movie, and then at some point you go, they haven't fucking introduced Miss Piggy yet. And then, like, you're building anticipation, like, where the fuck is Miss Piggy? And then, like, like Muppet Treasure Island is the perfect execution of Miss Piggy, because, like, she shows up in, like, the last act. And, like, she's just... Oh, yeah. I remember just, being so mad about it. And, then, like, she, no, I think she shows up, like, at the halfway mark or something. And then, like, you're, like, fucking yeah, finally... Yeah, it's really late into the movie. You're, yeah, like, yeah. finally, she's here. And then, like... Anyway, that's my favorite Miss Piggy performance is in Muppet Treasure Island, for sure. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Oh, man. She has no bad performances, but... Yeah, no bad performances. Uh, just uh, that's the best one in my opinion. That's the one I grew up watching the most was Muppet Treasure Island because it was always playing on Stars for some reason. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but yeah, I like this. Uh, the the bits that were fucking killing me, like this opening, was just going nonstop. It was like wall to wall funny to me until they get actually get yeah to bits London. on bits on bits yeah <laughs> like oh my god the uh identical twins join chronicle staff and it's yeah. fucking <laughs> kermit and fucking fozzy, and fozzy. And that, that picture of his dad their dad 
And like, God, <laughs> I had to like pause it for a second. It's so scary looking. Just it's really so funny. take it in. <laughs> I was watching like it. a monstrosity. I was like, is that is that weird ass like mixture of Fozzie and Kermit in this movie? And then it popped up like, yeah, the fuck it is. That's weird. But also, it, it's I'm definitely cr- like a dude that Jack Warden was friends with. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> he was a thirteenth angry man. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does so well with its running gags like that the i love that bit about the, when they're twins and there's like a scene later on where there's a daughter and father oh, yeah. passing and she's like look look dad there's a there's a bear on the bench and he's no, like, cri- no, no that's not a bear that's a frog, that's a frog. <laughs> bears, bears wear hats, wear hats. Bears wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, fucking Jack Warden. That was like the funny. This movie, like, uh, we talked like we talked about the cameos last week. This one's not as cameo heavy, but it's definitely still like cameos only. Like we're the only people of our age yeah. that know all these actors. It's like, oh, it's fucking Jack Warden. Like, oh shit, so when, it's when Col- Peter Falk. We're, we're like the last. When Col- yeah, when Columbo shows up. Well, yeah. all right, hold on. So that was that was by far. When Columbo joins the group chat, my favorite stretch of the movie is Peter Falk's scene, uh, which has absolutely kind of really nothing to do with. Yeah, it, just, it, it stops, barely stops moves. the plot in it, its tracks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I'm absolutely here for it because one, it made me think how much I want to see Natasha Leone interact with Muppets, and two, oh, yeah. how much that fucking Jake Johnson. This is just Jake Johnson doing. That was just a Jake Johnson bit. <laughs> yeah, where he's just guessing. Like he's like, yeah, "This is your story." And like that's a fucking not Jake Johnson, but that's a Nick Miller bit. Absolutely, yeah. it's a fucking Nick Miller bit. There are so many um, instances of Nick Miller on a park bench in New Girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talking to his best friend. Yeah. His best friend. Uh, so good. Um, what else? Yeah, that's 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 my. I'm just looking at my notes, just just trying to parse through stuff. I I'll love the. What, I love I love me I love me a backlot set. Goodness gracious, the the yeah, big opening yeah. number. Ah, oh, maybe I, I was just at Universal Studios. Maybe want to go back already, <laughs> and I can because I'm an annual pass holder. <laughs> Suck it! I can right. say that now because I'm an annual pass holder. Yeah. How, how I love that person. Whole... Sorry. <laughs> how often do you think you're going to go now that you're an annual pass holder? What it's turned me into. Uh, I thank you for reminding me that I need to set up like uh, uh, alerts for fucking plane tickets. Because like, if we could just like jet down there, get an easy discounted hotel because you get a discount as an annual pass holder, uh, and uh, just kind of like yeah, or just like take a couple days off during the week, go down when it's like fucking dead. Oh boy, who knows? It's weird because it's just like you have all this possibility in front of you, you know. <laughs> oh man, I love that whole opening dance say, number yes. and that set piece and everything. Yeah, I love. Uh, yeah, that, that the singing vegetables always get me. Oh yeah, that, that shit was weird. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> shit freaked and me. And just out. how like it just continues to just co- evolve, devolve into just absolute yeah. chaos. <laughs> I love still, uh, like, incredibly choreographed. 
there's the yeah. there's the nurse with the white outfit, the white uniform, and um, there's like mm-hmm. you just see it in the background, but his paint just falls on top of her like blue paint. She just gets covered with blue paint, and it's like I did never I've never noticed that the other times <laughs> I've seen this movie. <sighs> Man, I'm trying to think what else. That's that's gonna be this podcast is me trying to think what else. That opening, yeah. Also, I d- I will go ahead. No. I got nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I, as many times so, as I've seen this movie, it was just this time watching it that I realized how funny it is. The plot that American reporters are being chastised for not reporting on a on a British story, like a story that was big in England, and then they, they have to fly to England to cover the story that's already been covered by like all of these newspapers. Yeah, it's the plot of this movie is just very, very thin. I, I was kind yeah. of under the impression that they were still fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think they are. Okay, that, they're trying to earn their job back or something. I don't know. Which you know, that's just called freelancing. That's what. That's just what that is. Yeah, they just wanted to go to London. Yeah, although I did like their uh, uh, Lois Clark and Jimmy Olsen dynamic that they had. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, you know, the two reporters and the photographer. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. God, it's so good. I love on the way, like they're going across. That's another, the, sorry. That's another reason why I like this movie is that like in the Muppet movie and the Muppets take Manhattan, they're playing like versions of themselves. And in this one, they're like really playing characters mm-hmm. like they do in Christmas Carol and, um, treasure island uh but it's just fun to see them like see these characters playing other different people i think it's fun yeah uh speaking of them like going over there the most of my notes are just lines of dialogue that made me laugh but they're on their way (laughs) across the bridge and the double decker bus like gonzo takes a picture and then he's like Fozzie's like, oh, my elbow's in that shot. He's like, don't worry, it adds human interest. He's like, but I'm a bear. <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we, we went properly gaga over Kermit on the bike with the Muppet movie. And I love how in, per- in perfect sequel fashion, he's like, oh, you want Muppets on bikes? You're going to give some fucking Muppets on bikes. Yeah. And they're going to steer. Somewhere- they're going to be able to yeah. steer those bikes. <laughs> I think maybe it was in Jim's biography. I re- oh, you know him. There was something like, yeah, I know him. There was something like, uh, like everybody went crazy over Kermit on a bike. Like that was a pretty easy effect. Let's just put all the Muppets on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the the little uh, Rizzo the four rat bike. Like at the end of it, the so tandem. Funny. I had this. This yeah. is this is a note. I t- this is a question I had. Is this the introduction of Rizzo and Lips? Yes. Uh, Lips. Lips was not in the Muppet movie. I don't think. Yeah, I mean they they were had both been on the Muppet Show, but this is the first uh, movie appearance for Rizzo and, and probably Lips as well. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering. And apparently. Rizzo and Gonzo weren't really friends until Muppets Christmas Carol, which is interesting because now I just think of them together all the time. I love how and now since it, uh, my brain processed that, like your tone and everything was like like actual like we're a gossip podcast. 
And it's like, apparently yeah. they Rizzo weren't and friends. Gonzo, the actors, they weren't friends yet. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the set of The Great Muppet Caper, they got really, really close. And so by the time <laughs> this rolled around, they were able to politic behind the scenes to have uh, all their screen time together. <laughs> Man, yeah. Then uh, what you call it? I'm just thinking, I'm, I just think. God damn it! I think about the. I, I'm gonna miss the Rizzo Gonzo dynamic because we had it for mm-hmm. so long, and because Steve Whitmire got fired, we're not gonna get any more Rizzo. So now they replaced him with uh, King Prawn. Oh, Pepe. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we're not gonna get any more Rizzo. That sucks. Yeah, because nobody else. They'll did probably Rizzo. replace. They'll probably replace him eventually. Yeah. yeah. Well, He's first, too iconic of a character and to it's not like it's that. have. Sorry, I almost went into a Rizzo saying it's not like it's that yeah. hard to do a Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's that hard to do a Rizzo. Hey, I don't know, I you like want I'm the job? There. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we need to we need to solve how we're going to get Kermit to sound like Kermit again. Because, well, yeah. <laughs> also, another reason that we'll still get more Rizzo stuff is because of the the restaurant. Uh, in Hollywood Studios, the 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 Pizza Rizzo restaurant. Pizza Rizzo. Well, well that's yeah. why, because he went to go work there. That's why we're not seeing any Rizzo. <laughs> He's working at the restaurant. He's making the pizzas. I'm making the pizzas. Listen to Riverside Falls. There's a sketch. <laughs> I actually listened to that sketch recently. The Slice City sketch. The shit still makes me laugh. Slice oh, fucking so city. Goddamn. That reminds me of that last episode. I meant to talk about this, but. Uh, I realized when I was watching the Muppet movie that Miss Piggy, that I must have based uh, Ben and Rachel's relationship on Miss Piggy and Kermit, because that's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. I, I absolutely love like going back. I don't go back to watch or like interact, engage with like my old shit too often, but like going back with like years in between and just being like, oh, mm-hmm. this was just that. That's all I did. I was just doing fucking Pacino. That's all I was doing. I'm a fucking hack. God damn it. Not that. Not that in particular, because that was coded enough. That was like fucking an actual relationship. That got more. That turned into its own thing. I'm talking about my hack shit. (laughs) Where it's just like, oh, that's just. Everybody's inspired by everybody. Yeah, I know, but I just do it. <laughs> kind of like how like half the fucking cartoon voices that like we grew up knowing and just like associating with specifically with like that cartoon character were like in like basically just impressions of famous actors of the day. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's so fucking weird how many how many how like Peter Laurie has popped up in so many Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons. <laughs> like why is Peter Laurie popping up so much? Uh, I want to talk about we 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 skip right over it, but the the uh, Diana Rigg is in this movie. She is of course a Bond girl. She is uh, my favorite Bond girl. She played uh, Tracy Bond, aka I forget her what her maiden name was, but her and James Bond got married in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. That was that's the wow. I didn't know James Bond ever got married. Yeah, uh, well, it's in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is the Bond movie nobody knows about because it stars George (laughs) Lazenby and like so it's like Sean Connery, and then he was like, "I'm done," and then they're like, "Well, let's get this Australian (laughs) model to be James Bond." And then he was in it for one movie. The critics were like, "This ain't Sean Connery," and then uh, Broccoli. was like, hey, can we, um, hey, Sean, you want to come back for one more movie? 
Anyway, so it was like Sean Connery, take a break, and then Sean Connery, full more movie. Anyway, Diana Rigg is great in this movie as Lady Holiday. I just wanted to... She's so good. <sighs> anyway. I forget what Her other... Her and Charles Grodin are so good in this. Like, they understood the assignment. They they were like, we're ready to come and play and have fun, and we're going to have a good time. And yeah, that's what I'm you need actor. in I'll a human. I'll act like I'll fuck that pig. <laughs> <laughs> that was not acting. I love one <laughs> that, that chemistry. He, that was real. That chemistry that was, between them. Yeah. Was, also, he has he has a interview. He has an interview where he's like he's like that our our affair was short. It was, but it was hot. And it was <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like he has a scene where you could see an <laughs> erection in the frame. <laughs> well, I was gonna I was gonna say that their their chemistry was much like the chemistry between Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel. There it is. Yeah, it is. It yep. is. <laughs> what? What? I love when one of the one of the jewel thieves is like, I don't understand why you love her like you do. Uh, actual question. Uh, who's Charles Grodin and who's Miss Picky? In the oh, Charles Grodin the... is definitely Helen Mirren. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because Dom is technically already spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just thought about it, but, like, they got a lot of mileage out of that fucking Miss Piggy suit they built for these fucking weird scenes that that suit. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> the one that stands when they needed Miss Piggy to jump or ride a motorcycle. Or, or walk disheveled down the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's just a buddy to see. Those were, um, <laughs> that was, yeah. yes, that was, like, I think those actually kind I think, of disturbing. <laughs> that yeah, was. it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, because, it's because we're watching it in like 4K or something. Um, I think, uh, that those are Jim's kids, uh, where one of Jim's kids wearing the Miss Piggy suit on a dirt bike. Maybe not on the dirt bike, but on in some of the scenes. Hell yeah. It, like when she's walking or something. It's Jim's the weirdest thing. kids, man. Or when she dives into the uh, pool, I'm pretty sure. I think that's one of his kids. The pool dive was very, very funny because like it's like puppet, puppet, puppet. All right, that's just a statue. Because one of them, she's just standing there like, <laughs> yeah. just rising up. And then, and then like it's like, all right, puppet, puppet. And then cut to like, there's something off about this fucking puppet. Like. <laughs> oh, that's a suit. Its head is weird. Yeah, <laughs> that that I think that Busby Berkeley pool swimming musical number I think is the is the most iconic musical number ever committed to film. Um, I re I was always recreating it in my pool when I was growing up as a kid. Um, <laughs> Even more <it's> iconic <laughs> than a, a Busby Berkeley one that it was named after. Yeah. Right. Even more yeah, yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, they took, they took the original and they made it better. Just like Fast and the Furious does. <laughs> it's true. I can't I can't believe that um I can't believe that the first time it happens was the song nominated for the Oscar and and uh, Miss Piggy the the, the uh, happiness Miss Piggy song wasn't nominated. <sighs> <laughs> they're just we need to talk to the academy we need to add a stunts category we need to get a, <laughs> we need to get a retrospective uh retroactive uh academy award for miss piggy and miss and miss piggy tap dances in this movie 
she pops off. <laughs> Can we get a shirt? She had the a- chops. She had the chops. The pork Check- chops. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And she oh. delivered. I'm sorry. I may have like gotten up to get a glass of water and missed it. But did uh, did 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 Kermit ever get the the glass slipper back to to Piggy, or was that just to make conversation with Peter Falk in the park? I think he does give it back to her. Okay? Maybe when they're fighting. When they're fighting. I don't. Re- I don't really. This movie has a lot of plot holes. Like Charles Grodin. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Grodin is in love with Miss Piggy, but then frames her for the robbery. Like that doesn't. That doesn't. Well, he frames her because what? So when she says no to him and says that she's with Kermit or whatever, he's like, he's like, we could have been something really good, and now I can't. I can't. Uh, protect he says something like i can't um i can't uh excuse what might happen or like i can't control what might happen now so like that that i read that i read that as if if she hadn't uh rejected him that he would have protected her somehow and maybe framed somebody else Mm. she ain't gonna give me that pagussy i'm a framer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we skipped this but another uh iconic line that i love <laughs> that i love from this movie is when they check into the happiness hotel <laughs> and and the guy's going through the options of how to pay and he's like number three sneak out in the middle of the night well take and kermit's c. like we'll choose n- <laughs> we'll take c and he's like very popular, popular choice, choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna maybe seem like something was edited in between there because there's zero segue nope that's just what actually how it actually went. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really know how to segue no, from Pigussy no, no, to no, that. You no know, segue. you did the right thing. <laughs> the professional thing. Hey, great movie for pop, huh? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, speaking of like during that Busby Berkeley scene, the fucking like picture in picture of Charles Grodin singing about Miss Piggy. <laughs> Kermit. Yeah. Fucking yeah. so funny. So good. Uh, it's so funny. They had fun. They had fun with this one. I love uh <laughs> yeah, you can't even sing. Your voice was dubbed. Your voice was dubbed. That and I love Charles Grodin's delivery of his lines when he when he frames Miss Piggy and she's like, It wasn't me, it was you. Kermit said it was you, and he's like, Oh no. Oh no, Miss Piggy. <laughs> I love that on he's his He's just hamming it up so much. Which I I think I feel like I need to like recreate this door and have that be my office door, but his office door says Nikki, irresponsible parasite. Irresponsible. I need to get that on my door for sure. Oh man! Oh, Jim Henson. Jim Henson makes a cameo in this movie too. Yeah. So Jim Jim Henson makes a cameo. The guy in the park, the guy and the daughter. That's Jerry Nelson and his daughter Christine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I can't think of any other Muppet performers who make cameos. Not uh, that I know. Oh, um, apparently Richard Hunt is a uh, a taxi driver, but I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, yeah, I wasn't. Not Beauregard, oh, yeah. but like a human one. He was. Yeah, he was in the opening scene in the back lot. I was like, I know that. Guy. Yeah, I recognize that guy. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. where he was. Yeah. Speaking of cameos, we got Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, that was a that was a great one. Carol Spinney <laughs> coming back. Oh my god, that was like. And, and Peter used to used to Nov, who all who was also has been on the Muppet Show as well. Um, 
they yeah. share a scene together. Ugh. I'm just here for a brief cameo. Me too. <laughs> I uh, the bit that they're stealing the baseball diamond is so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> the baseball, and di- they and they get to incorporate the uh, the Muppet Sports announcer from the yep. Muppet Show, which yeah. is fun. Oh, we also the, had a Muppet News alert. Yeah, Muppet News yes. flash at the at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of good callbacks to the Muppet Show. I love. Uh, yeah, the baseball diamond was at the Mallory Gallery, and like just so many. They said <laughs> Mallory Gallery so many times. I love all the signs as Miss Piggy's going to the Mallory Gallery. It's like very far away. And then like, the other one's like a little over two miles, even though it's in England and they measured thing in kilometers. Thank you. <laughs> also, the the running uh, joke of we're going to catch them red handed. What the color are their hands now? I'll tell you what bothered me, though, about that is that Beauregard had the first one and the last one, but not the middle one. I think Miss Piggy had oh. the middle one. And it was just like, oh, why would I? Oh, you could have given them to someone else, and that also would have been still fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of weird to me, uh, fun jokes I liked was uh, whenever Kermit visits Miss Piggy in the prison. Um, it's like your lawyer's <laughs> here. He's a little green guy. He's like, oh, no wonder it took for long. Took him so long to see me. He had to go to law school. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And it's then like, they and like Miss Piggy's only been it's only been forty five minutes. <laughs> Time moves slowly in the clink. Yeah. Oh, the the, the yeah, kiss the, through the grate and the mustache gets on her lips. I love how the somehow the mustache just transforms <laughs> transports through matter and just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, everybody. This is an episode of Hey, remember that. This is the Chris Farley show. <laughs> uh, that's great, though. I love uh, something that fucking destroyed me was when those dogs like ran up on them at the end. And then mm-hmm. Scooter was the first to jump up on the little pillar and climb up the wall. And just like that visual yeah. of just, just Scooter, nobody else <laughs> fucking got me. I don't know why. Just Scooter leaping. Just Scooter leaping and then shimmying up that, that railing just fucking got me. I don't know why. Everybody else is fine. That was funny too, but Scooter was the... That and also Scooter freaked me out because you see the back of his eyes at one point because his eyes are on his glasses and you see the back of his glasses yeah, in the yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's even last week. I saw a picture of Scooter without the glasses and just the eyes. That was crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings real, uh, about Scooter. Obviously, yeah. Uh, this is a real athletic Muppet movie too. They yeah, a lot of stunts lo- and they, yeah. things. Yeah, and Miss Piggy could next even time get a, you get a double. double. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the um the. The whole uh, date sequence when Miss Piggy's pretending to live in the rich people's house, and like she has to climb up the side of the house and get in. That that and there's that, two, uh, <laughs> two yeah. British people inside. <laughs> yeah, that part I was I was definitely checking my phone during that part because I was like, all right, I don't, all right, John Cleese, I don't appreciate this humor too much. <laughs> <laughs> that British humor is a little too dry for Whoa. Nick's taste. You you dude and and mine. I did not grow up with Monty Python. <laughs> And yeah, I was yeah. definitely like, yeah, che- there was, 
There was definitely well, some some bits that they like really milked that did not land with me. <laughs> well, this this was not Monty Python. This is fucking John Cleese specifically. Sure, sure. And yeah. like like Fish Call Wanda, that movie's great because of Kevin Kline, but his part in the movie, I'm just like, eh, whatever. I can take it. And then like, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, Rat Race. Remember that movie? He was in Love Harry- Rat Race. I need to watch that again. Harry Potter. Uh, Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, see, like it's the John Cleese thing. It's not a Monty Python thing. We're coming for you, John Cleese. <laughs> we think you're a hack. You're untalented. And also, every time you say that you can't joke about things anymore, we're gonna punch you in the gut again. Let's <laughs> just in three podcasters were arrested for beating the shit out of John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were immediately released. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't think of anything else. That's the I've literally gone through all my notes uh, for this movie. Um, I love the I love all of Miss Piggy's fashions in this movie. I think they're iconic. The like per, the 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 purple trench coat that she wears mm-hmm. with the like hat that only goes over one ear mm-hmm. is iconic. Um, oh, I love when her and Kermit meet for the first time and he thinks she's Lady Holiday and like there's sparkles in her eyes and then cartoon birds around his head. Yeah. Um uh there's the moment when Beauregard drives through the the hotel lobby. Oh they're like, we're we're on the second floor. Oh I can't drive to the second floor. I can only get you to the lobby. <laughs> but then he crashes through the lobby and Janice is sun is sunbathed. Oh I love it, yeah. With like a heat lamp. And she's completely unfazed. That's so funny. Uh, um, how to get out? How do I? How you, how you suppose I get out of here? Make a U-turn. Just go straight. Through. And it goes yeah. right through the kitchen. Um, and then, there's and another then, uh, and steering wheel goes into the to the pasta <laughs> into the soup. Yeah, you got to save it for the pod, Nick. You got to save those things for the pod. That's a visual thing. I can't. Yeah. Anyway, earlier um, I, t- I took a picture of the screen and texted everybody. I said, Beauregard really needs a good steering wheel that won't fly off while you're driving. And listen, <laughs> it doesn't work in audio form. It's a visual thing. I don't know. I, th- I think if you get the reference, you get the <laughs> reference. Um, uh, 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 another video thing, a visual thing. Uh, I love the, the editing of the sequence uh, between... Um, Charles Grodin and the rest of his thieves and then like the Muppet gang and they're oh, like going yeah. through the checklists. And that was just oh, a, the ch- yeah. that's a fun little sequence. Yeah. When they're like, uh, ooh, my cat's moving, throwing shit around. Um, yeah. They're like saying all these things and then the, the Muppets are like, whoopee cushions, yeah. fake, fake, yeah, fake puke or something. <laughs> it's, it's on, it's on back order. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one of the one of the uh, I think it's in this movie and um, Muppets Take Manhattan is like there's always a scene where all the Muppets are talking and then everyone gets quiet and Janice says something really funny and those were yeah. always so iconic to me. Yeah. I always remember saying the line, "Look, mother, it's my life, okay? So if I want to live on the beach and walk around naked, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that the the decision for Muppet." The, the Electric Mayhem to get their own TV show was like... Yeah. It's like, who the... Like, it was remember, inspired, yeah. It's such a good idea because they're like... They, I've always loved and Electric Mayhem. And who approved Mayhem. it, too. Yeah. 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 
Who approved it? It wasn't Bob Iger. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, man, man, that's all I got. That's all I got. What do y'all want to rate this? No, I'm just kidding. We'll keep talking about it. Um, <laughs> I had something in my brain that I wanted to mention, but I forgot what it was. Have y'all seen? Have y'all seen these out of Target? The the uh, reaction Super Seven uh, Electric Mayhem figures. Oh, I don't think so. No, yeah. I have not. Oh That's a good yeah, one. I love the I look, the card is great. It's got the little hollow foil on there. Uh, are those packages? Is the, is the Super Seven packaging still shitty, or have they improved it? Because like oh, the bubbles fine. just pop, would pop off randomly. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they they have they've gotten a lot better since then. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, they had like all of them, and I was just like, I I can't get them all, so I just got Animal. I need to get uh, I need to get Scooter so I can see behind his eyes. <laughs> behind his eyes. Something else I really like about this movie is that the first one is definitely a musical too, but this one feels a lot more like a musical because mm-hmm. all of the songs kind of like are accompanied with dance numbers and, and, and are really theatrical. Yeah. And a chorus. Um, I love uh, stepping out with a star, the song with uh, Kermit and Fozzie and, and like you see Miss Piggy's face in the mirror mm-hmm. and stuff, just like so, some really nice classic nods to like old Hollywood musicals. I really like um, yeah, the one. I obvious, like yeah. The most was the, when they first get to the hotel, that one, like, with everybody, because that yeah, just, happiness hotel. That That's just so good. that felt the most like I was like, now yeah, we're in a fucking Muppet movie. Like hell yeah, 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 yeah. Happiness hotel is iconic. Something that I, I I've kind of just noticed as a pattern this time around is that like the Muppets aren't afraid to like like inhabit some real sleazy spaces. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I really, really like even even up to like the most recent Muppet movies, like, you know, the Muppets at the Pachinko Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. it's like, oh yeah, this is some some dirtbag ass bootleg ass mullets. This is great. This is probably a buffet that'll get you sick, but it's seven dollars. What are you gonna do? Not get sick. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they um yeah. They're not they're not they're they're not afraid to get dirty. That's that's yeah. what I like about it. Mm-mm. Yeah, this, they're, they're there's the puppets of the people, Nick. They're the puppets of the people. The Muppets. <laughs> it's the puppets of the people. They're the puppets of the masses. The Muppets. <laughs> You've seen them out there picketing for SAG. I I have. <laughs> <laughs> you they work uh, in a theater the unions are incredibly strict you know scooters got that shit ending when it needs to end <laughs> they're taking breaks there's no fucking they're not fucking around you know if they need to go into golden time they'll go into golden time <laughs> i get it you have to berate me uh just like so many good moments like um uh diana rig 
uh, and Charles Grodin have such good chemistry. She's like, I feel like there's breathes, thieves breathing down my neck. And then he leans over and turns There's not thieves breathing <laughs> down your neck. <laughs> Uh, a line, a line that made me laugh was uh, like all the so the three models were like getting on the elevator after being like berated by Diana Rigg, yeah. and like one of them yeah. was like, "So what are you wearing to the robbery?" And uh, that is <laughs> fucking made me laugh. Oh my god, Gonzo's nose getting stuck in the elevator. <laughs> you gotta try this. And it's then great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't he doing a, yeah. uh, a photo essay on the kneecap? Yeah. He's well. like, I was yeah. down there doing a photo essay on the kneecap, and I noticed. <laughs> oh, that that's something else that, like, this happens in the Muppet movie, too, but I love the running bit, and I don't know if they do this as much anymore. I'm interested to rewatch the newer movies, but that Gonzo doesn't really like Miss Piggy very much. Like... Like when when they're trying to figure out who the the jewel thief is, he's like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was still that pig. Yeah, they uh, there's there's a there's an interview that they did in which oh, I think yeah, I think I remember in, what you're talking about in which they're separated and they're like, well, yeah, we can't be yeah. next to each other, and like they were <laughs> like they were just they like yeah, we can't be can't be next to each other because you know because of things like we only tolerate each other because we're because of our friendship with Kermit or something like that. Like yeah, there's some toxicity <laughs> so there. Be- yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because you would think that would be because they're like different Muppet perform or they're the same Muppet performer or something, but they're played mm. by different. Muppet performers yeah. like there's there's not a, a rivalry between Piggy and Fozzie, which is funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for some reason, that's always tickled me that Gonzo and Miss Piggy don't get along very much. That just seems like a bit that they're like, "Hey, what if these two didn't like each other?" It's like, "Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine." <laughs> like that's a really good thing to yeah. play off of is that yeah, is yeah. them you know not liking each other. And I've seen and it and it just makes them feel more real too that they have like this l- established lore of like some of the Muppets get along and some of them don't. Yeah, some of them get along, some of them don't. They're the Muppets. <laughs> uh, They're the Muppets. The Muppets. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm really excited about rewatching that. Actually, what I, I take that back. I'm excited about rewatching all of these. Um, <laughs> I love the vibes of Miss Piggy in prison and like tearing the bars open and the like when she's like getting angry and she's like huffing and puffing and then the other women in the prison are like, "Do it, do it." Sorry, I got sidetracked as I was looking, trying to find that freaking clip. It's okay. I'm boring, Nick. No, I was doing research. I was trying to help the pod. <laughs> That's good. And um, and we, I love Miss Piggy's like biking outfit. Um, love that she crashes through the icon. Another iconic moment of her crashing through the stained glass window into the Mallory Gallery. Yeah, and leaping onto Charles Grodin. Oh, that fucking another shot another of- pair of crazy eyes, but uh, different crazy eyes from the first one. Oh, I, yeah, I would rate the the ones in the first one, but th- those were better looking crazy eyes for sure. But uh, I think I think out of all, I I don't remember, but I think the ones from the first movie can never be beat. There, she always has different pairs, but the yeah. ones from the first movie are so iconic to me. Uh, the shot of her like landing on Charles Grodin that had to have been like, we're not going to shoot this in slow motion. 
We're just going to pretend it's slow motion. And then Charles Grodin's yeah. like, got it, let's go. And then he's, Got it, no taken. And like he just slowly goes back with the, with the, with the puppet. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other parts I liked. I'm just trying to stay positive and not talk. I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was, I was on my phone a lot. This <laughs> Were there parts movie. you didn't like? <laughs> this is the parts I was on my phone. Those are the parts I didn't like. Yeah, the part- like well, the, uh, <laughs> it's like, so one, it feels weird to uh, uh, kind of like, you know, crap on a Muppets movie. Because like, right. really? Are you really going to like fucking nitpick a Muppets movie? Fuck and off, specifically like, one right, that right. like Peyton likes so much. That's what I feel bad about. <laughs> Right, I mean, like, it's... I don't care, I don't care. Yeah, I, like, there were definitely stretches where, like, you know, there was, like, a lot less... Definitely noticed, like, uh, the, the jokes per minute clip was uh, definitely less than the Muppet movie. For you know, sure, stuff like yeah. That. But, For like, sure. I mean, like... For sure. If if the, the worst Muppet movie you're gonna get is a collection of fucking great moments that you will mm-hmm. want to go back and revisit time and time again... Oh no! What a fucking horrible thing you've done put out into the world. No, this is fucking great. It's still great, but right. like, yeah, is it? Is it? You know, the first one you're gonna jump to? Like, sometimes it will be, especially if you grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, the, I, th- I will say the uh, the uh, "Give Me That Nightlife" is probably one of my least favorite Electric Mayhem songs. Which one? Was yeah, that that's one? the one where yeah. they're. That's they're the one that driving. they're playing. When they're driving, yeah, to that's, the, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, to the date. yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's okay. The uh, I think with this movie, it was like the opening is really great, and then they get there to- is a there is a great joke there though. That Miss Piggy's like, do, you know, they don't have to play so loud, and Kermit's like, oh no, that's okay, they don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I think I was on my phone during like. The, the the initial Miss Piggy Kermit scene, I was like, okay. And then John Cleese mm-hmm. showed up, and I was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> but everything else was great. Peter Falk in the park was awesome. Um, Groden wanting to fuck that pig, that was great. Pork Miss Piggy. Yeah. I love that I've, I've cussed so much on a podcast about a family-oriented <laughs> movie. Sorry, everybody, for listening to this with your kids. Man, he said, he said fuck Miss Piggy. Anyway, um, <laughs> gosh, yeah, Oscar the Grouch. I forgot about that cameo, so I was very delighted when I yeah, saw that's him. Yeah, a good one. And it, yeah. made, it made a lot of sense <laughs> to me. Oh, Rolf talking to the dogs. That shit was great. Oh yes. <laughs> Anytime Rolf talks to another dog, wolf, wolf. It's yeah. It's fucking <laughs> top notch. I watch it every that's time. So funny. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, this you know, yeah, this is not one I would pop on, but if it's like if it's on, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll leave what, this what on. What part yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> the baseball diamond. If it's the ending, I'm like, hold up, stop everybody. We're watching the ending, the ending of the Great Muppet. <laughs> we have reservations, Nick. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. The ending is. On. Why'd you even flip to it then? Why'd you even flip to it then? I just want to see if it, I guess some get some Grode action going on. Get some Groden. <laughs> Grode action. <laughs> Had to get a little Grode in my Y'all life. were, you all were going to talk about Groden a lot, weren't you? You all were. I mean, talking a big game last episode about Charles Groden out. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> and I'll watch him pretty much in anything, do anything. 
Uh, I know my first Groden uh, exposure was Beethoven. Yeah, same. Uh, for sure. Um, for sure. But for sure. For sure. Uh, but but very <laughs> early on, uh, you know, I saw him help, basically help uh, fix the economy in like a night in Dave yeah. uh, in the kitchen uh, <laughs> over a beautiful looking sandwich. Um, Dude, as far as movie sandwiches go, that's the best looking one. It's it's a good looking fuck. If I ever meet Kevin Klein, I'm asking. Okay, there's two people. If I ever meet them, I'm gonna ask them about sandwiches. Number one, Kevin Klein. I'm like, uh-huh. what was in that sandwich? And then number two would be Arnold. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, in Commando, do you know what was in that sandwich? Because we never find out what's in the in the in the in the sandwich in Commando. Anyway, so <laughs> meet two celebrities. Immediately ask them questions about sandwiches. What? <laughs> uh, Groden is also great in the the Lonely Guy with Steve Martin. Like, there's mm. a scene of them like on a park bench, and like you can tell the shit was improvised because it's just them talking about how homeless people, like homeless men, always have like beautiful, like full heads of hair, and they're over there like losing their <laughs> hair, and it's like it's obviously improvised. It's so funny, but um, yeah, Charles Groden's great. Yeah, I just love uh, that. Um. Oh god, there was another Groden. Oh fucking uh that's the other thing. Like the Groden that we get in this and like the Groden from Midnight Run is just like what fucking like the same tone but just completely different range from this guy. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I love Gr- Groden was great. He was like the straight man in every fucking comedy, except for this one, obviously. He's he's hamming it up a little bit in this one. Yeah. But he got to in a Muppet movie. Yeah, let loose. Also that part speaking of hamming it up when miss piggy breaks down while kermit they were talking in the park and they're talking about it's like you're hamming it yeah up. when they break character yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're hamming up you're destroying you're ruining the movie i'm saving the movie <laughs> and she looks away is like crying like that was that an improvised She's bit like, <laughs> like that almost feels like it might have been improvised. it might have been because i feel i feel like uh the the puppeteers like did that shit all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, the, like, um, I mean, from just from the screen test that we watched from, from the Muppet movie, um, I feel like they were always like staying in character and just being goofy. And, um, so it, it, it very much could be, I don't, I don't know. It, it seemed like it was pretty well structured, but, um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was improvised. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, we only we only get a, a, a small amount of Sweetums in that movie. He's the initial like opening number, and then he falls down a manhole. Mm-hmm. And we never see him again. <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> Muppet News Flash, Sweetum has died. He should have <laughs> <laughs> come out of the manhole at that and been like, is the movie over? Oh, that would have been great. We should write a Muppet movie. <laughs> oh, I love the... Yeah, absolutely. When I was a camp counselor um, at a theater camp, we we used to like write our own plays for our kids to be in, and um, we had like different themes every year. And one year was nineteen uh, seventies television. How random is that? What a random theme! But but my I had the That's youngest kid, so a I wrote genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I had the youngest kid, so I wrote an episode of The Muppet Show, and that was so fun, like, to just, like, come up with my own version of, like, what The Muppet Show would be, and, like... Who who was the special guest? The plot and everything. 
Um, the special. Oh, I'm. I. It was very meta. So the special guest was me and my other co-counselor, and it would be like they're the special guest, but we weren't really in it that much. Yeah. Um, and then there was like there was a, of course because it's the Muppet Show. There was a character that was like trying to to steal the deed to the Muppet Theater so that she could tear it down and build a mall or something. Mm. Um. And she, like, she kidnapped Kermit, so the whole show, like, everybody was looking for, like, what happened to Kermit, because they didn't understand what was going on. Um, I was pretty proud of it. I had a lot of girls in my group, because it's theater, so obviously there's always more girls than boys. So, I had a bit where uh, Statler and Waldorf were, were actually sick, but they didn't want anybody to have the Muppet show go on without anybody to heckle it. So they like sent their wives to go watch the Muppet show. So I had like a, a female Statler and Waldorf characters. Um, That's it was just fun to just yeah. come up with different bits and things for that. That's fun. It's always fun when you do shit just for fun and not money. Yeah. <laughs> I love being creative for uh, fun. <laughs> Because once money's involved, to want to do something just for the love of it, instead yeah. of because you have to eat and and live and <laughs> in this no, world. Oh, oh, tell me about it. Boy, I I like. I'm sick of it. Oh, I I do. I'm glad, I'm, Nick. I'm I'm glad you're able to joke about it because I just went to a really dark place. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did, when we edit this episode the video would just be slowly zooming in on rip and it's what to say yeah it sounds it's silent, silent. silent, silent. <laughs> i i did go full ben affleck in a press junket for a moment there oh man yeah god i wish i had a duncan right here <laughs> surprised you don't uh um, what's going what was I going to say? Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about it today. I'm definitely going to try to do more creative stuff coming soon. I got to find ways and means to do stuff because I'm slowly going insane. <laughs> uh, that he says in Psycho, we all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, try. Hey, try every day at six thirty in the morning. Am I right? <laughs> right when you wake up. Yeah, right, right when I get out of bed. Oy. Especially after you've been sitting in a fucking movie theater for three and a half hours. I'm looking at you, Marty. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, I love this. This episode is incredible. It, Oh, fucking phenomenal film. It did yeah. not feel like three and a half hours, but no. at a certain point, my legs were like, can we Your move? body feels it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Martin Scorsese's like, I am 80. By the end of this, you all feel like you're 80 because you haven't moved at all. Uh, but anyway, um, that movie's great. I think it's, uh, sorry, but I feel like Oppenheimer is going to get beaten at the Academy Awards. Uh, oh a, yeah, that's tough. That it has to go against that. I have a feeling, but uh, shout this out. This is gonna. Uh, this is gonna I'm, feel a lot like the uh, No Country. There will be blood year. Yeah, I feel for, like for sure. For sure. Uh, I feel like uh, Rodrigo Prieto. Uh, he's gonna. Oh, yo. He's probably gonna get at least one nom because my guy DP'd Barbie and Killers of the Flower Moon this year. Like what a year! Yeah, 
Oh my God! The the yeah, uh, you know that oh. famous two shot of Lily Gladstone and Leonardo DiCaprio, Rodrigo Prieto. He, I, I watched the interview with him, and like, I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. That looks fucking smart. But like, <clears throat> all the stuff from white people's perspective is like really, uh, like he took all the saturation out. All the shots of uh, the Osage people, like during Osage ceremonies and whatnot, it's like really colorful and like oh, lively. Yeah. Yep. And then all the stuff where all the white dudes are like behind the scenes plotting stuff, there's just a shitload of contrast and it's like darkness and shadows. And I'm like, fuck, that's the art form right there, baby. That's how you do it. Every Every person was like, fucking on their shit if you had a decision to make in this movie everyone was fucking on top of it it was great uh jack jack fist who is uh sissy spacex husband uh and he won the academy he's a production designer won the academy award for there will be blood i'm pretty sure he's probably gonna get another one for this movie as well yeah um anyway sorry for y'all like to see scorsese direct him up at movie or what huh yeah thank you for getting us back on uh i just want to see like a scorsese like steady cam shot with muppets really that's all that i want and need and i guess uh, a mont a muppet montage set to um the fucking any rolling stone song i guess but yeah Yeah. i'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure he would be down because I mean Scorsese's worked on a shitload of musical projects, yeah. And so why not? What what if that's his last? Yeah, that's his last picture. He's like, I'm gonna make a picture. I've always I would wa- love that. I've always wanted to work with Kermit. Kermit would be the fucking best. There's um, there's this one script that they wrote for a Muppets movie that I don't think it's ever gonna get made, but it was like right. They wrote it right before they sold the rights to the Muppets to Disney. Um, and I think it's called The Cheapest Muppet Movie Ever Made or something like that. Oh, yeah. I've Basically, heard of that. the premise. Yeah. The premise is that Gonzo and Rizzo or, or Gonzo is put in charge of making the Muppet movie and then he blows all the budget like in the first five minutes or something. And then like the rest of the movie is just them struggling to to piece a movie together from like whatever they have left. And that's just such a funny concept to oh, me. Yeah. Uh, but what an amazing project that would be for Mr. Scorsese. <laughs> Thank you for showing him some respect. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're over here calling him Marty in fucking New York accents. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, who, you guys know him personally. Who, yeah, we guys know him personally. I don't. We, I don't know. We grew him. up with him. We, grew, we were. Yeah. We're, we're all from Brooklyn. We grew up with him. <laughs> just, just remake. There's a character in Mean Rizzo. Streets that's based on me. There's a character in Mean Streets that's based on me. <laughs> just remake Mean Streets with Rizzo. That's how you fucking bring Rizzo back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> I love uh I love hearing about projects that like didn't get off the ground. Like uh Yeah. One well, that I also, love uh, that uh the Muppet Man uh script that was like at the top of the blacklist like forever. That was like a like a biopic, uh, like a sort of like side biopic sort of uh on like Jim Henson, but it was like mm. dark as shit and it it was it'll uh, never I think I vaguely made. remember yeah. it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see that movie. Uh yeah, yeah. no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I I I turn I turn towards the Muppets to um uh, make that movie make that movie about Walt Disney. I'll go see that, that one. Yes. 
I turned them up in movies to uh, pull me out of panic attacks. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say um, a screenplay that I uh, have always wanted to see the movie for was back in the back after after Jaws two came out. Um, excuse me. There was a script floating around for Jaws three, People Zero, and it was going to be. <laughs> Directed by Joe Dante, and like Steven Spielberg was like, "Fucking yes, make that movie. I want to see that." Like it, even Spielberg wanted to see it, and like it just never got off the ground. And I'm like, oh, I want to see that so bad. Also, since we've covered this franchise before, the original choice for director, uh, they were like gonna make uh, Halloween four was going to be, like, produced by... They were, like, bringing back Carpenter, and, like, Canon Films was going to buy the rights or something. And Oh, interesting. They were going to get Joe Dante to direct it. And, Ooh. Uh, oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Anyway, I was, like, thinking... And, like, John Carpenter was involved and everything. It was either that or was it... Or was, it was... Or it might have been... There was... There's like reading that book taking shape. There's multiple movies in which they were like trying to get Joe Dante to make a Halloween movie, in yeah. which I was like, I want to fucking see that. I, I hope yeah. I hope Joe Dante gets his flowers like properly, like in the next few years, because like shit, man. Joe Dante's great. I made yeah. a like Joe we Dante's watched like. Ant- oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, good. Uh, Still doing, uh, still <laughs> probably still doing trailers from hell. So go to the website trailersfromhell.com. Uh, I recently made Regina watch Inner Space, and like I, I was quoting the fucking like that movie is just and so ingrained in my psyche that I was just like quoting it and like not even like realizing I was quoting it. And then I kept going like, sorry for uh, talking through this whole fucking movie. Um, I watched this a lot on Comedy Central back in the day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, um, is there anything else we want to say about the the Great Muppet Caper? I don't think so. I think it'd just be me saying every moment that I liked, and I'm I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I drank all my water. What do we want to What do we want to rate this? <laughs> How are we rating this out of out of is it rubber chickens? Out of rubber this, chickens, right? Rubber chickens mm-hmm. this time again? Rubber chickens. Uh, for sure. Oh, man. I think, I mean, obviously, for me, it's going to be five stars because it's like one of my faves. But <laughs> I know that's not going to be the same for the rest of y'all. Yeah. Five rubber chickens. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to, uh, if I'm being honest, I'm going to have to say three rubber chickens. You know, still still above the that's halfway decent. mark. Because at yeah. the end of the day, again, real high full or it's, uh, well, they got to be high floors for the, the operators to be. For the, yeah, for the operators, yeah. Yo, the tiers, straight yeah. up during that uh, dinner club scene where they're dancing. I'm like, how the fuck is that guy jumping over Miss Piggy? Because fucking Frank Oz is like high <laughs> up in the air holding her up. Like yeah. that's that's some that's some that's some jumping. <laughs> that's some jumping. I've seen some jumping, and that's some jumping. Uh, yeah, I get. I give it. A, I give it a three and a half stars out of five. Uh, nice, nice. 
um, the the good outweighed the the, the the parts I was on my phone. Here's the thing. It's not like it's bad. I was just like... <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The good outweighed the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, there's some... I was, like, taking notes, and I'm like, what else is on this phone? <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have on here? There's wow. another joke from I haven't the, used that app in the a while. opening <laughs> from the opening credits too that cracks me up is uh is um what is it oh, I can't think of it now but like something like Gonzo's like I wish I could do this without the balloon or something he's like oh yeah he's like dude you'd be plummeting like, <laughs> yeah just plummeting and he's like yeah <laughs> we all know his history with balloons <laughs> that Gonzo. That Gonzo. Also, the parachutes at the end, that's an iconic. Um, oh, yeah. I really like that sequence, part. too. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I just, I, I love the force in which that guy throws the hotel clerk <laughs> out the plane. <laughs> yeah. He threw him out like fucking, like, he just owed him. He's like, he's like, this guy owes me money and I'm never going to get it. Might as well kill him. Like he was there. That was that was Jim Henson's directing that day. Like you fucking hate this Muppet. Throw him out the goddamn window. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Well, that was uh, that twelve dollars for tickets and no in-flight meal. <laughs> my hands, my hands frozen <laughs> to my radio. <laughs> this, yeah, this guy's. We don't. Good we bits. don't get meals in. In uh, in ninth class or whatever they say. <laughs> I love. Uh, we've already rated it. Now we're just saying fucking quotes. But Fozzie's yeah. like, I'm cold. And he's like, Yeah, at least you're covered with fur. And he's like, or something. Anyway, I'm I'm fucking yeah. exhausted. <laughs> and then Kermit's like, I'm gonna read something. And he's like, Oh yeah, I don't have anything to read. I do love <laughs> that it's like bear frog, and then Gonzo says whatever, whatever. It's so good. <laughs> Also, it's very weird that there was a mixture of uh, of Muppet chickens and real chickens. That was you know, weird. They must have ran out of Muppet chicken budget. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> they had to settle for the real thing. Yeah. Listen, if it ain't a Muppet chicken, I ain't interested. <laughs> um. All right, time to do the plugs portion of this. So come back next week. Where we're going to be talking about the Muppets Take Manhattan, which is uh, one of the few. There's two Muppet movies that Disney does not have the rights for. It seems because they're not on Disney Plus. Oh wow! And yeah. it's Muppets Take Manhattan and Muppets in Space. I think they were both put up by by Columbia. So okay. So Sony owns that shit. Uh. Anyway, what was I going to say? But yeah. Um. Follow me I got on. that one on DVD, luckily. <laughs> I got that one on DVD. Don't I have all of them me. on DVD, but... <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Um, I was just thinking about, like, I'm going to get the 4K Blu-rays of everything. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I probably just... I think the only <laughs> one I'll probably... If I ever buy one, are probably Christmas Carol and Treasure Island, probably. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Follow me on Letterboxd, uh, Latham Video. I'm on there watching stuff. I'm currently watching all the Muppet movies um, and talking about them on this podcast that you're listening to. Uh, Peyton, you're, you're Peyton Cody Lynch on uh, Instagram um, and, and, and 
Twitter, formerly known as X. And Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it the other way around? And um, <laughs> listen to Queer Movie Night, co-hosted by Peyton and Deb Duncan. And then Rip, you got stuff at IO. Yeah, go to CSZChicago.com for uh, more deets. And at Rich Cammy on Twitter. Comedy sports, Rich Cammy. You're not on Instagram that much, I've noticed. Uh, I've, like, I still have the apps. I haven't deactivated anything. But I haven't opened Instagram or Facebook. I opened Facebook today because I was looking for something. But I haven't opened either of them in months. Wow. What you got against Meta? Just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Like, the, the Facebook thing, like, makes sense, obviously. Like, it's awful. The Instagram mm-hmm. thing, just, I don't know. I just, I just, it just felt right. Okay. Yeah, hey, I, I delete I, I, wish I, could, I, I, only, I wish I could tell you. I only download Instagram when I'm bored, which is what I did during uh, the Great Muppet Caper, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. Oh. I wasn't bored. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode. Come back next week. We're going to talk about uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Is that right? They yeah, do. I think so. All right, they do. They do be taking it. Y'all, they be taking Manhattan <laughs> anyway. Uh, Rip, <laughs> take us out with a quote. Chuck it to me, picky baby. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.